Chapter 15 of The Submarine Boys for the Flag. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Don Will, Oakland, California. The Submarine Boys for the Flag by Victor G. Durham. Chapter 15 The Right Boat and the Right Crew. Three hours later, under a new order from Washington, the gunboat's launch stole in alongside of a second schooner that had been pursued, overhauled, and brought to a standstill. This craft, however, proved to be a Nova Scotian vessel, with papers all right, a cargo beyond suspicion, and no sign of the fugitive Gray aboard. When news of this second failure had been flashed to Washington, and twenty minutes more had passed, the instructions came back out of the ether. Cruise slowly about where you are. Await new instructions which will go forward to you as soon as we have fresh, reliable information from any source. See that your own searchlight is freely used through the night. Puss in the corner at sea, muttered Lieutenant Benson, and we ain't even find a corner. An hour later, the young commander of the Sudbury turned in. Hal was on the bridge. The gunboat cruised along lazily at about eight knots an hour. For some time, Hal paced the bridge indolently, while the sailor lookout forward manipulated the searchlight, sending its beam in wide circles over the waters. It was within half an hour of the time of calling the new watch, in fact, when the bow watch reported, Sail dead ahead, sir. Barely more than a topsail could be made out, even through the marine glass of the young watch officer. Hold the light on her. We'll overtake and examine her anyway, was Ensign Hastings' quick decision. From the bridge he gave orders for the engine room to go ahead with increased speed. While the gunboat was bounding off after the stranger, time came to call the port watch. F. Somers came up to the bridge, somewhat sleepy. Same old story, I guess, yawned F. Have you passed the word to the executive officer? Not yet, Hal replied. I didn't believe it worthwhile to break the slumber of Mr. Fullerton or of the commander until we got close to see whether the stranger looks in the least like the Juanita. I don't believe the Juanita is anywhere on this wide ocean, muttered F., stifling a yawn. It doesn't look that way, smiled Hastings. Down before the wheelhouse, a bell began to sound briskly. Eight bells, your watch, Mr. Somers, announced Hastings. But I am going to remain on the bridge with you for a while. I want to look at that mud hooker over yonder. Within fifteen minutes more, the gunboat was running fairly close, though off to starboard. That doesn't look even a little bit like the Juanita, muttered Ensign F. disgustedly. Why, she's longer than the Cobtown schooner. Besides, the Juanita is a two-sticker, while that hooker yonder has a third mast, with a yawl rig leg a mutton sail. Hal said nothing, but continued to study the stranger through his night glass. She is a queer-looking hooker, muttered Hastings. Say, F, somehow that boat doesn't look 
as though she was built to fit her own rig. Why not? demanded F. Well, look at her length. Then take a peep at the height of her dory mast. Does it look tall enough for the length of the schooner? I hadn't thought of that, admitted Somers, also taking a careful look through the night glass. Jove, Hal, she is an odd-looking piece of hulk. F turned to pass the order to run in still closer to the schooner. What's wrong with her stern hull? asked Ensign Somers three or four minutes later. Looks like a patchwork affair, declared Hal, more interested than ever. Has she a built-on stern, demanded Somers, half a minute later? By Jove, I half believe she has. F, without that stern and the yawl mast, would you say the craft looks like the Juanita? I believe she would, muttered young Somers excitedly. Marine orderly? A sea soldier came quickly up the bridge stairs, saluting. Mr. Somers compliments to Mr. Fullerton, and will the executive officer come to the bridge? Again saluting, the Marine vanished aft. It doesn't take a naval officer long to report, even when he has to rouse himself out of a sound sleep to do it. Ensign Fullerton reached the bridge rubbing his eyes, but he listened intently to what the two younger ensigns had to say. Marine orderly, called the executive officer. Mr. Fullerton's compliments to the commanding officer, and will he come to the bridge? Barely a minute later, Jack Benson stood on the bridge, listening to his subordinate officers and staring across the gap of water at the unknown craft. Mr. Fullerton, directed the young commander, prepare to fire a signal shot and to lower the power launch. Make up the boarding party as usual. Mr. Somers, you will go in command of the launch, and I will accompany you this time. Mr. Fullerton, when I leave the bridge, you will assume command. Both officers, as they received their orders, saluted. Bang! The signal gun barked out, the flash from the muzzle sending a long tongue of red through the darkness. But the stranger continued on her way through the night. Ensign Fullerton regarded the young commanding officer of the gunboat expectantly. Put a solid shot across her bows, Mr. Fullerton. Again the order was transmitted with little noise. The gun crew then awaited the signal from the executive officer. Bang! This time the solid shot struck the water a bare fifty feet ahead of the strange craft's bows. As she forged on through the waves her bow stirring up a gleaming white foam. That ought to stop her, muttered Lieutenant Jack Benson impatiently. I don't believe it is going to, though, sir, reported Ensign Fullerton, studying the other vessel through his night glass. I don't see a sign of motion on the stranger's decks. Load again with solid shot, then, directed the gunboat's young commander. This time hit her square in the fore-rigging. I'll step below and sight the piece myself, replied Ensign Fullerton. A few moments later, the executive officer reported the port bow gun in readiness for service. Fire whenever you are ready, Mr. Fullerton, called Lieutenant Jack in a low voice. Bang, barked the bow gun a moment later. 
Over aboard the stranger there was a crash, a tearing sound, and then her fore topmast toppled, hanging loosely in place by the stays. That'll stop her, I reckon, chuckled Jack Benson. And stop her it did. There was no choice but to stop. This gunboat of the United States Navy was in a position to shoot every standing stick out of the schooner if provoked too far, and the legal right to go to such lengths existed. Stranger is heaving too, sir, reported Ensign Somers. Very good, Mr. Somers. Order the power launch lowered. Put off as quickly as possible. Very good, sir. Ensign Fullerton hastened back to the bridge to assume command, while Hal Hastings stood by him. Boat handlers and armed sailors and marines scampered over the side. Down the gangway followed Jack and F, looking very stately as they held their swords clear of their legs. Busily the launch chugged across the intervening water gap. Schooner ahoy, hailed F, as the launch ran in alongside. What craft is that? Schooner Malta Cooper Master from Sydney N.S., came the reply of a man at the after rail. Seems to me I've seen you before in Cobtown, suddenly exclaimed F. Somers as he leaped over the rail in advance of his marines. Cobtown? demanded the schooner's master, falteringly. By the great constitution, we've caught the Juanita in disguise, bellowed back Ensign F., turning to Jack Benson, who was just boarding. See, there's the false stern structure. You're making a huge mistake of some sort, gentlemen, protested the vessel's master tremulously. Marines lay aboard, thundered F. Take the deck, corporal. Round up all the crew you see, and make them stand at attention along one of the seams of the deck. Sailors aboard? You down any man who tries to block or balk you. Lively now, I've seen this master in Cobtown, and I'll take my oath this is the Juanita with a pieced-out false stern and a faked third mast. We hold you responsible for the deck, Corporal, spoke Jack, in a low tone to the non-commissioned officer of Marines. We're going to take the sailors and go below. A rush was made for the companionway leading down into the schooner's cabin. A man's white, scared face showed below for a moment. Hurrah! yelled F. Somers, drawing his sword and making a bound below. There's Brother Gray. Oh, we've the right boat, and the right crowd, too. End of chapter 15